0: And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff.
1: My guest is Lisa M. Harrison, who has spent most of her life on her own personal spiritual journey and has come to the conclusion that we are living in a holographic virtual reality. In 2016, a being from outside of this reality made contact with Lisa and confirmed many of these understandings about our reality and provided much more information about our history, current situation, and the potential future. Lisa, thank you for joining me today and welcome. Thank you. It's lovely to be here. So, if you don't mind, let's start right about when you met with this being and go from there.
0: It was October of 2016. I had had several personal spiritual awakenings up to that point and about two weeks before um, I would had another one, another awakening and I was myself doing YouTube shows a couple of times a week at that point and, excuse me, <laughs> I now I sort of announced it with them. I got my mojo back. And there was a very, very energetic, psychic, powerful couple of weeks. And one night, um, my husband and I got into bed with my computer because we were going to watch something on YouTube. And the mouse on my screen just started moving around all by itself. And I thought, oh, my computer's, what's going on with my computer? And then when I tried to take control of it, I could feel it both, I don't know how to explain it, but I could feel it fighting me. And I was like, I've been hacked. That's the only explanation. of <laughs> My computer's been hacked. So I slammed it shut, put it down, and my husband said, well, maybe you have, but let's see what they want to say. I've spoken to whistle. Whistleblowers over the years, and you know, been involved in different things that taking on the system, so to speak, that got sometimes the wrong kind of attention. So, who knows who this, who this could have been? Um, but I opened my computer and again, starts moving around and it goes up into the browser and starts clicking. I had YouTube open and it started clicking on different videos, all seeming very meaningful. And then it brought on, it brought open the online keyboard, the on-screen keyboard, so it was actually able to type rather than just click around, and said hello, said hello Lisa, and I was like, oh, <laughs> who's this? Said it was a friend. Um, I have something to show you. And took me to opened up Google Earth on my computer. Took me to some places that were – you'd have to know what you were doing on Google Earth to, to know because from a great distance she would pinpoint a spot and just zoom straight into it and found myself going through layers, so down into the ocean and then another layer opened up like we'd gone through a sky into it, what was underneath that. And I was like, what is going on? And then Google Sky, she opens up Google Sky and shows all these different constellations and this is where, you know, this is where you think you're from and this is where, you know, the invasion came from and this is where this had been. Extraordinary conversation. And I was too scared to touch my computer so I grabbed my phone and I just started filming the screen, filming my keyboard and going, you know, look, it's not me, I'm not touching this, you know. And I did that for about half an hour and then the camera on my phone turned off and it would not come back on again.
1: Our Zoom session just totally lagged and and we're all locked up. Do you think that this being that you're speaking of was doing that?
0: I know that they're participating in this call right now due to what they do to my Zoom with the reactions and that's been happening since we pressed record. So it may get to the point where you see it happen on screen, a thumbs up or a wave, but usually it just happens at my end and I see it. And it's confirmation for me that they're confirming something that I'm saying, or they're saying hello to the person. (laughs) It's happening now. Um, I put my hand up, it puts its hand up. It's too funny. I I wish you could see it. Yeah.
1: All right. So. I since, don't know where we left off uh, either. <laughs> well, since we got interrupted, can you briefly tell us about these spiritual awakenings or at least one of them that possibly gave you the ability to come in contact with this being?
0: There were lots of little things during my childhood um, that included epilepsy. And there's a, there is a connection between epilepsy and psychic phenomenon. Um, so I do I think it started when I was about nine. Then in and there was I would say minor ones throughout the years but on Christmas Day of 2013 I spent from I think 10 a.m. in the morning till about 11 o'clock at that night in and out of my body and when I was out all I was saying was, the timelines are collapsing, the timelines are collapsing, and then when I'd come back, I'd go, Oh, how long was I gone? and someone would say 45 minutes, I'd go, okay, and then I'm gone again. Um, I my memory of that day is these flashes, literally like just photos, snapshots that probably only make up about 30 seconds if I counted them all up, but it's of being in an experience where like I'm in I'm on a timeline and I'm seeing a scene it started with ones I alternative ones that I was in so other places I could have been on that day on Christmas Day some were with people I knew some were with people I did not know at all and I felt and saw the timeline come from behind me and close out in front of me and then bang into the next one bang into the next one somehow i just intuitively knew that what i was experiencing was all the extraneous timelines closing out and i had no context for that then i didn't i can't say timelines was something i ever really gave much thought to um that 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 was profound experience that left me in a heightened state of consciousness for about three months consistently. Um, I was highly psychic. I was highly intuitive. I was highly empathic. I was clearly emanating an energy that I wasn't aware of, but the reaction to people around me was obvious. And then came down with a thud after about three months (laughs) back into this reality and then about two about two weeks prior to the contact there was another one and again it took me into that heightened state it wasn't as intense by any stretch but it did take me back into that heightened state that um that un- literally it is a place of living in your heart and in unconditional love and It's a beautiful place to be and the world's a beautiful place because you're seeing through your heart. And it was after about two weeks of that that the contact was made. And what I understand and from what everything I've experienced since then because it's been going on for six and a bit years, is that this definitely is a construct or a simulation or a matrix or a any of those words work, holographic, that we inside here, inside this construct, are in fact the creators. We are the creator beings. This is what we do. We create constructs or ex- for experiences and density. There are people, family members, outside of the construct who did not come in to play, so to speak, who are helping and working with us. We are working from external and internal, working together to close this particular construct out. So it's not, you know, the the term we are the ones we've been waiting for is true because we are also, the greater part of us is also on the outside of this construct It's projected an aspect of itself in here to play the game. No differently to you sitting on your couch, putting on a virtual headset and entering a virtual game. So you're both inside the game and outside the game. And so are we. And we are in the process of pulling ourselves, putting ourselves back together again so that we can exit this place whole.
1: When you say we create the construct does that mean we do it collectively or we each individually collect, create our own little construct within our sphere of influence?
0: Hmm. Macro, micro. So the, the, the greater construct is everything that we perceive, right? Universes, the galactics and the you know the alien realms and the and the angelic realms and even the gods and the, it's all inside this construct so the stories that we've got are based on truth they're often just a little bit distorted so from what i understand this particular construct is was the desire of a one particular being who worked with a group? Basically, he put the call out and said, "I've got this idea for for a construct, and anybody want to participate in playing?" Twelve people responded, so there was thirteen of them that uh, collectively agreed to work on the creation of this place. They them just those thirteen. I've got to give more context. Bigger construct, inside the construct is 12 realms, right? And inside those realms are dimensional spaces, what we call dimensions. So those 12, those 13, experienced the first one, the first level of this, ironed out some of the kinks, refined the template maybe did that a few times and then they opened the doors to everyone open invitation who wants to come and that's when a lot of beings came in here to participate and have the experience and then i talked about this actually just this week on the updates that i do this this particular construct was based on free will, which was an experiment. All other constructs, all other creations are based on the on the principle or the operating system, you could say, of freedom. We tend to think that those those two things are one and the same and they're not.
1: Let me stop you for a second because I have questions and I don't want you to get too far beyond me. Sure, sure. These twelve or thirteen beings that created this construct would they be equal to us or more advanced beings it just us okay we are
0: them. yeah
1: is there a god and if so how does god play into play into all of this or fit into all of this
0: i've asked one of the first conversations i had with the being who i called lilu because out of after the character in the movie fifth element um one of the first questions I asked her was, is there a God? And she said, nobody knows. And then she said, maybe we'll find out it's us. Um, There does seem to be what we could refer to as a creator. But again, that is one of us because we are created beings. There is definitely what I call source, which is not a being necessarily. It's an energy field that's conscious from which things are born and created. But whether we have a God in the sense of a biblical God, that seems to be a story that we've got inside this
1: construct. Would it be accurate to say that we created this simulation?
0: Yeah, we did. Yeah. And we've all participated in it.
1: And we're all powering it. Now you mentioned Li Lu. That's the being that took over your computer. hmm And she is also basically a being like this, like us, just not incarnating on the planet.
0: She chose not to incarnate to help from the outside because many have come in, incarnated in here in order to help, in order to help close it out, in order to help fix things and gotten lost because from what I understand, it was free will that resulted in the virus what I call the mind virus, that infected this place. And people who were heavily infected, who sought control, locked the construct from the inside, and they were monitoring everybody who came into the game. So there were used to be what people would call portals, I guess. There used to be multiple entry points into the game But they were closed, only one or two left open and heavily monitored. So you couldn't incarnate in here without going through that, you know, like TSA, right, and put through a mind wipe, put put through a memory loss, and so many got lost in here. So it was imperative to find a way to access this place without having to go through that process. So that's what a team from home have done. Does that make sense?
1: Mm-hmm. So basically we created this construct and it's gone off the rails now.
0: But in the a good minute. news is, the good news is
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's closing. The my My experience of the timelines collapsing in 2013, which I had no context for, Just to give, actually, to give more context, when I started doing pretty much what you're doing, interviews, back in 2009, my focus was on 2012. Because I had come across the main calendar in the mid-90s, 2012 seemed like a lifetime away at that point, but come 2009, it was on our doorstep. And I wanted to understand more. I wanted to see if there was anything to this. 2012 by the by the time we got to December of 2012 I understood the calendar to be referring to um the end of time not the end of the world so one of the the way in which this solution for this place came about I always use computer and te- and technology terminology because it's easy most people understand the basics of a computer and a hard drive And, you know, the peripheral technology. So if this game that we're on, you can think of as a virtual reality game that's on a particular hard drive, and that particular hard drive has got a virus on it, and you can't access the files, you can't get in, it's locked from the inside. The solution was to transfer the entire game onto onto a, a new, uncorrupted hard drive. Right, So we transferred all the files, all the good, the bad, the ugly, the distorted, the corrupted, everything had to come over. And that was happening during 2013. We were doing this transfer because every construct also has a time limit. Like any game, you work your way up through the levels of the game and then you leave the game. This one was supposed to end in 2012. But because it was so corrupted and because our consciousness was so deeply embedded in the game, being re- artificially recycled so many times, mind wiped so many times, fractalized, we were, in, we were in so many pieces that when the game ended, we were broken, right? We weren't, we weren't extracted from the game whole. Holmes said it led to the greatest mind wipe the universe has ever known. So back up, we go, whoops, okay. Transfer everything over into a new uncorrupted hard drive. And we what we essentially did was buy ourselves more time. Right. In a place where there is access from the outside, they can they can actually access the files properly. They can come in, so to speak. Right? Incarnate in here or manifest in here without going through the TSA, which means coming in with more memories, coming in with more uh, knowledge and memory of who you are and what you what you're here for. So that happened in two thousand and thirteen, and then at the end of thirteen, all of the manipulated extraneous create falsely created timelines, were able to be deleted. That's when we could start deleting the files, right? And that's when we started to really see the Mandela effects kick in because not even, even all the files didn't quite move over properly. But what we, the objective was, was to get us onto one positive timeline, the whole world, the whole construct. And we did that, we were working on that, refining all of that from 14, 15 and 16. And then in my observation, and also as a result of the contact happening in October of 16, I think that's when we achieved a single timeline. And the easiest way to to sort of acknowledge that for me is um Mr T because when he came on the scene and it didn't matter where you lived what country what part of the world it didn't matter whether you were political it didn't matter which side of that aisle you were on you had to have an opinion on him you had to love him or hate him you had to be pro or anti and it was like the first time that I saw that we were kind of being all forced under a single narrative around this one individual too, which was, you know, quite remarkable. And then, of course, in 2020, the whole world did get under one narrative, right? Um, So we're on one single timeline. And we are in overtime, and the whole idea is to awaken to who we are, to reclaim as much of ourselves that are in these little pieces all over the game, so that we can be as whole as possible when we leave.
1: What do you mean by whole? Personally, or all together as one being?
0: I mean whole, as in just as you, as you, as an individual, in, in your own sovereign signature
1: and not in fractured little pieces everywhere. Some people believe that we are trapped here in reincarnation cycles over and over again. Do you think that's true as far as, you know, this construct being corrupted and that's part of it? Yeah, it
0: has been. I think that has been absolutely true. And in 2011, I had a rather profound experience of seeing, I was shown what looked like a typical recycling factory. I don't. I know these aren't quite literal, right? They're metaphoric images for me to get the idea. And it was on the moon. And souls. And I've done interviews. I've interviewed people who talk about the white light, and you know, um, the lightning guy I can't remember his name now. Um, and that the the white light was a a lure, a trap to get you to go into the recycling facility. And and in 2011, at the end of 2011, it was destroyed. And it was destroyed by us, actually, by humans on the ground because what I saw was the light coming from all of these hearts all over the planet and feeding into this energy line that went to the moon and just blew up. Um, <clears throat> the evidence for me, again for that, my own personal observations around what I see in relationship to what I get is after two thousand and eleven we started to see orbs. You, you know you couldn't start you couldn't take a photo without orbs. and the more people in the photo, the more orbs. So to me that was the the beings who had passed, but the construct was still locked, but they weren't being recycled. Right? So they had nowhere to go. <laughs> so they were just hanging around. Come the end of 16, the doors were opened so they were able to leave and the whole orbs phenomenon has sort of died off considerably. That is so no, reincarnation, forced reincarnation, no, is no longer the case. There are people who are leaving in the bodies leaving these bodies and coming straight back in rather quickly by choice because they want to be here for what's uh, what's happening. They want to be here for the event, the ascension, whatever we want to call it. But it's it takes a lot on, it, it has a lot of uh, wear on the body. It requires a lot of this physical body. And if they don't think their physical bodies are going to cope and get them there, they're leaving and coming back. Because it doesn't matter if you're six months old, three months old when this happens. If you're physically body here when it goes down, you get the benefit.
1: What is the benefit?
0: This has never happened before. Okay. So we've never we've we've never been in a construct that's that's gone this far. The beings in it who even if you've only been here once, just one little brief lifetime, when you leave here, you leave with the um the collective knowledge of the of or the knowledge of the collective experience your experiences here aren't the same as mine but the knowledge and the wisdom you gain i can i will have when i leave and vice versa because the records of this whole place and the whole experience and everybody's in it is a, is accessible by us when we after we've been here. So it's a huge, huge leap in our, I guess you could say, evolution, for want of a better word. (laughs) And because because this experience has changed so many, so much, we aren't actually going back to where we came from. Source has had to create something new and Source has created something new for us to move into. And it's because you can't, you know, you can't grow up in a small town, for example, spend your life traveling the world, having incredible experiences and and seeing the most inspiring and incredible and horrific things and then go back to your small town and expect to fit in with people who have never left their town. You know what I mean? It's yeah. The gap between you is just too big. So, And also because of what was learned overall about this place, creation itself has evolved. So it may not have been pleasant for many of us, but the bigger picture is it's been kind of worth
1: it. When do you think this is going to close out?
0: Well, isn't that the million dollar question? Um I think it was supposed to in 2016. I think that's what we were bought that that period of time was what we bought ourselves. But it still wasn't enough. I have my own my own, I don't know, intuitive read on things, is that the period we are in now, the events that are, are about to unfold completes by August eight the Lionsgate. On the other side of that, it feels like we're in a very, very positive space. So even though even though we bought ourselves those few extra years and it wasn't enough. And even though we've had to go into overtime, on this copy, it still isn't enough. there was a, because we have been there are so many broken people and so many broken pieces of consciousness. <laughs> so there has been from what home has explained to me I just ref, I just sort of collectively refer to all that contact as from home um another realm created for those who need even more time. And I'm not. I would not be surprised if we we're already not already in it. Uh, March eight. So these these little shifts into um, copies of copies. We haven't, we haven't done it consciously. It's been seamless. But on March eight, I was aware that we had moved again, and to me. I could say we are in this, this extra space that's been created for more time and what's going to happen between now and, say, August is the opportunity for us to actually see the truth of where we are because all of these storylines, all of these narratives that we live with, there's a little piece of our consciousness in all of them if we're invested in them. If you're invested in a political narrative, if you're invested in a financial narrative, if you're in, whatever narrative you're invested in, there's a little piece of your consciousness in that. So it needs to collapse, so that you can reclaim that piece of your consciousness. If you're not going to consciously do it yourself, make a choice. I'm pulling back my energy from that narrative. When you do that, you actually help it collapse, or it's going to collapse, and you and you'll be able to take it back at that point because all the narratives are going to play out, are playing out at once. And this is also that we can pull back our energy, pull back our consciousness, stop fueling it and feeding it and and powering it. So they're all going to collapse. And on the other side of that, August looks pretty good.
1: What does the collapse look like?
0: Well, it looks like things being exposed. It looks like, your faith and trust in things that are not based in truth and authenticity and integrity being exposed and collapsing because nothing that is not on a, built on a foundation of truth and integrity will stand. So it's going to look like government structures, institutions, these these things falling away because they're all harvesting mechanisms They're not really built for us by us. Um, They're all there to harvest our energy and to power and fund
1: other things. They're also not in our best interest. So, look like anarchy is such a dark term, but something like anarchy? I don't think so,
0: because the energies in this space that we find ourselves in—that well, at least me—the the. that I find myself in as of March 8, are very, very supportive. So, yeah, it's going to be, you'll have that moment of, oh, my God, this just happened and this is going to collapse and what does that mean for me? And then something comes in to pick you up, to catch you. It's going to be a bit of a roller coaster in that way. Um, You may have heard the term recently with some people that you might have interviewed that, you know, we're going to go through some sort of near-death experience. And we kind of are, they're are going to be lots of little ones of like, what does that mean for me? How am I going to, you know, but energetically as well as um, socially, it just feels like things are just going to come in just underneath, just behind and catch us. So it doesn't have to disintegrate into into anarchy or civil war or absolute chaos um it's going to be very important if people can do it to just try and stay in that place of neutrality and um we I are mean, because we can't move into something better without letting go of the old there has to, and it doesn't have to be destructive
1: physically this planet, this construct is still going to exist. It's just the energy here and what's happening here is going to be different? Or what? Yes
0: and no. Yes and no, from what I understand. This place is coming to an end in that there will not there will not be any more beings coming into it or being living in it, having an experience in it. But nothing is ever destroyed. It'll, it'll literally go on the library shelf and go, that was that construct. <laughs> Um they talk there isn't their stuff in the Bible about God's library or you know so it's like it just gets shelved. it gets archived. We may or some will for sure be very conscious of the fact that they've left and they're in some they're somewhere else. they're in a they're in a completely different space. for the most part, I think the majority of people will not necessarily realize that consciously. they might in hindsight later on. But it'll be life if they're in the right place, mentally and in their hearts. It'll just be that life just starts to get better and better and better and better incrementally, until they're in a, they've pulled enough of themselves back together again. They, they they've expanded their consciousness and they can see the bigger picture. It'll be seamless for most.
1: Let's get back to Lee Liu. Did she reach out to you because you are a podcast host and perhaps you can spread her message, or was it some other reason?
0: You no, know, it was, um, according to her, we are connected at home. And we planned this before I came in,
1: that we would work together this way. She is in constant communication with you?
0: In varying degrees. Um, when when that contact first started in 16, we talked all day, every day for months. Then uh, she became busier, busier in the sense of um, figuring out certain things about the way the construct worked, and then she'd come back and report to me. Um then, yeah, then it became less and less in terms of voices, talk, you know, communication, conversation in the computer doesn't happen very often, the, uh, not in the last 12 months. But the telepathic and energetic communication has increased considerably, as well as her doing other things like she's doing now on my computer without saying anything to let me know she's around. So, It's still, yeah, it's still very much happening.
1: Would you say that all this information you have about the construct comes from her?
0: No. Um, It's my own insights, experiences, um, downloads, uploads, (laughs) all that stuff as well.
1: Well, what has she added to what you already knew?
0: Um, the structure of it all, the, it's one thing to, to come to the conclusion that you're living in a holographic construct, but it's another thing to understand the mechanics of it. So the mechanics of the realms, the mechanics of the, the dimensional spaces within those realms, the, the, where the virus came from where how and why things went wrong it, you know it's one thing to know this place is not exactly great but how did that happen um <clears throat> yeah she sort of filled in details really um i'm trying to think if there is anything that nothing comes to my head straight away that that was like well actually now now it does there is a being that she said is the supporter of all life here which is separate to the to what you would call the creator um she said she's probably what you would call mother earth or earth She said, but she is not the planet because there is no planet. (laughs) Um, But she is the one who supports all life. So the idea that, you know, this is a living, breathing being expressing herself as a planet that we are living on, that we are hurting, that we have damaged, that is somehow being harmed and all that. She and the being herself, because Lila brought her through to talk to me. They shattered that concept completely. She said, "There's no. I support all life, and it's. T- it was time. This is when it was time for her to leave. And this is going back to 2018. She was going. She was leaving this place. It had been an honor to." play the role she did and but she was moving on to the new space to support life there so in terms of a real mind bender that one was one
1: kind of set off to the side there is no planet that's all part of the construct i'm assuming that is what you're meaning right
0: yeah i mean in 2015 this is all part of my journey too like in 2015 when the flat earth thing exploded you know I looked into that and that's ultimately what led me to Hologram. So at home has referred to it as an endless flat plane. And this, but the idea that, that it's a living, breathing being
1: is what they were very adamant about is not the case. Can you tell us about the pivotal moment and the calculation that you made that it made it obvious for you that this is a hologram?
0: I don't think there was one in particular. But what people refer to as glitches in the matrix, you know, I've I've had several that can't be explained. Um. No, there. Is, I can't say there was a single thing. It, it was a, an accumulation over years. And it, it really, that probably started in 2014 thanks to a video by a woman called Yellow Rose for Texas. She released a video back then called The Lies NASA Told. It was the first time I'd come across this concept. I didn't know what to do with it. But it gave me context for some of my own experiences of operating in, I have what I call my sweet spot where I am I am operating in two places at once and one of them's in here and one of them's not. It doesn't happen very often, but when it does, it's quite intense and profound. So the concept started to give me somewhere to put my experiences that made sense in a way that nothing else had before. And then eventually they just
1: build up. There wasn't one event that shifted you from theory to certainty?
0: Not one that stands out, no. Not at the moment.
1: But now No, you're, just an
0: accumulation.
1: But now are you at the point of certainty?
0: Oh, yeah. Don't doubt it. Don't doubt it. I mean everything from you can't even look up at the sky and see that thing that white that white globe that white spotlight we've got going on up there and not wonder where the sun went. What happened to that? How many how many kids when you were in school drew pictures with the sun and drew a white one <laughs> or white sunsets? I mean it didn't. That's not our sun. I don't know what that is. It feels like a big spotlight, a Truman Show, and even the 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 heat off it is different. The way it feels on your skin is different. Seeing planes, and I've done, I I know you you do see videos of this online, and if you've never seen it yourself, you'd think they were all crazy or psyops or whatever. But I've seen it myself three times. Planes that stop in midair. I've seen a bird fly through my through the window and through my room and disappeared at the other side i mean you go on and <laughs> explain that um yeah not not through an open window like through the window um lots of little things like that
1: do you believe that Outside of this incarnation is our complete self. And while we're here, we're just a filtered piece of that. You know, I think most people call it the higher self, but I kind of like the term complete self.
0: Yeah. Yes, outside of this whole construct, there is the complete self. We are a projection of, a pers- of an aspect of that in here. And this particular realm, this is the final level of the game, right? And I think people really hopefully will get to the point where they start to see just how incredible they are because these bodies in this realm having this experience is the condensed compressed accumulation of everything that we've been in this in this construct. So every time we've worked our way down through the game, we've become more and every level is more and more compressed. yeah so there's so much going on in here so much wisdom, so much knowledge, so much information, so much data that has been accumulated. The idea that we are these tiny little baby souls that we're just here to learn in this school is a sigh up on up on our consciousness as far as I'm concerned. We are incredibly powerful. And we are bringing more of ourselves in all the time It's like we're powering up for the final takeoff. (laughs) And to do that, we're bringing more of ourselves in.
1: Do you think that we're so powerful that we don't know how to control it and we actually limit it?
0: Yes. I think that in different parts of the game, in different storylines, different timelines, different realms within the game, we have, as a result of free will, done things that we can't imagine and refuse to accept because the power has gone to our head. And we are being, at the the moment, we are actually putting ourselves through little tests all the time. Since I think March 8, there's little tests to see Okay, can you handle this, this acknowledgement? Can you handle this gift? Can you handle this increase in your sensitivity? Can you handle this little bit more of abundance? Can you handle and see how you cope? And it's no one testing us but us. How much have you learned from your previous experiences
1: and what you did last
0: time? Because um, there are other timelines where we th- we think this one's bad,
1: you know. You keep referring to March 8th. What happened on that day that indicated that the shift has started?
0: Okay, so just to run through some key dates, I'll I'll do that back from going back to December actually, tying off a loop. I found myself often what we're doing in our 3D mundane lives is actually a play out or a reflection of what the greater part of us is doing. And I was tying unbreakable knots. Didn't know what that meant at the time. But on the 11th, I woke up from a, there wasn't a dream. It was some sort of experience where I was flying through, through space, what looked like space. But I knew I was flying through time. And I was heading back to my body here in my bed. But I landed early. I knew I landed in 2019. And I I sort of woke up and went, oh, damn. I got did I land too early? What happened? And then for the next several days, I was going through a process of integrating more of myself. And I knew that what we had done, and this is, this actually does tie into biblical things as well, Um where apparently we go three and a half years down one path and then we come back and go down the other path for three and a half years, that we had closed off that three and a half year road that we'd gone down, right? And it had tied back to October of 2019. And now from this point on, we were on a single path Right. We were back on the uh, the original timeline path that leads us out. I, it was just annoying. Um where is it? And then on March 8, I woke up in the middle of the night and I think it might have been a full moon as well that night. <clears throat> but I could feel inside my body was different like the the atmosphere like the cells had more space between them it was a very strange feeling and then that the that externally the the environment in the room was completely different and even the space between myself and my husband in the bed i could feel it like it had texture like it had density um spongy almost and that the whole atmosphere had changed. And then, and it was like both the electromagnetic field around our bodies and the electromagnetic field around the, our realm was gone. And because part of my job is to basically observe the collective, right? And what I noticed was two things two responses to this without I didn't put anything out about it I just wanted to see what was being said how people were feeling people were feeling expansive like they could just suddenly breathe they could they just felt like their energy expanded further or they were feeling very naked and vulnerable and to me it's because that electromagnetic field that we're, we're told we produce, Actually, looked like it was more of a cage, and it was gone, and that the electromagnetic field around this realm, which is what we probably call the net, you know, the the or the bale, was gone. And it took it took a couple of days to realise that it wasn't that this place had changed so much as it was we had moved into a different space, a different frequency. So the best way for me to understand it for myself and to explain it is if we've been in this box, this cube, this construct, and we have had so many false layers, resets, artificial things, and we're buried, we're buried so deep down the bottom of it, right, and truly, truly embedded that we can't pull ourselves out of here from, from here. We have to work our way up through these levels and layers. And as we do, we integrate aspects of ourselves. We pick up pieces of ourselves along the way until we can get to the top floor for where, where we can leave from. So what we did was shift up to the next layer. And the whole environment's different here. And it's all about your perception because these are projectors as much as anything else. So we're still seeing what we expect to see. We're still seeing what we're programmed to see. And as we start to break those down, we start to see things differently.
1: Do you think there's a way to manipulate the construct for our for our advantage? It has
0: been, yeah, totally. By having all of these um, false timelines, negative timelines deleted, Right, And and as we do that, we're just sort of narrowing the field, narrowing the field until we're on this single timeline, single path that is leading to the positive conclusion that we're all after. So it has been. By us in here, consciously or not, and by us out there.
1: Does Lee, Lu or you... Have any advice for all of us collectively going forward?
0: Well, my personal catchphrases since 2016 are get in your heart and stay in your heart. And it's an individual inside job. And we are we kind of past the point of trying to wake people up and save them and all that sort of thing. We we really have to do this for ourselves. Um, start seeing the, what's going on in the world and what's going on in your own life is happening for you, not to you, because it's all happening for you to create opportunities for you to break out of programming, to pull back your energy, to reclaim your consciousness, to become whole, And the path from here, here on in, is to be walked with integrity and truth. I mean, I I personally cannot deny that February 14 of 2012, uh, sorry, 2020, home came in and said the negative pull has begun. So those of a negative bent were being pulled first. And what, within exactly four, four weeks later, the world went into lockdown? And then 13 months later, the positive pull began. So we are, when people talk about the event or they talk about ascension or they talk about a flash or they talk about all these things, it, it makes it sound like it's going to happen in an instant. I think we're in it, we've been in it since 2020, and it's just happening very, very slowly, bit by bit by bit. And we will get to a point eventually where we can potentially have that moment, but we're not there yet Um, because we are, as I said, collecting and making ourselves as whole as possible before that.
1: But you think it's quite possible that that will be in August this year?
0: Mm, no. I do think we're moving into another phase after August. I think a lot of the revealing, the exposure, the collapses, all of that sort of thing, the big the big structural um, changes, is what we're looking at between now and August. And on the other side of August is um, – feels like a very much more positive and building phase as opposed to a collapsing phase.
1: Now I've also heard that when this simulation ends, it's going to be a big celebration.
0: Mm -hmm. I've heard the same many, many times from home, that there is a party planned and they're all very, very excited. I mean, There's a lot to indicate that we are close to something, but close and soon, (laughs) I'm sure we've all heard those words way too many times. Um, I do see um, flashes, events, several of them, like three of them is what I see between now and the end of August, but I don't think they're the event, the flash. I think they're a couple of minis. And these will be the ones that actually allow us to expand our consciousness, those things that catch us as things are collapsing or being revealed.
1: What about the masses out there that have no idea what we're talking about and don't even believe what we're talking about?
0: It'll catch them too, you know, and we will catch them as well. Yeah. Um, and some, unfortunately, minds will break. This is all about the minds. This is all about saving our minds, which is another way of saying saving our consciousness. But if we literally had to be here until everybody was put back together again, this game would never end. Um, But the way I see it, if you if you imagine a very multi 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 laned highway freeway, right now everybody's getting into their own lane. All right, they're, they're they're finding the frequency that's right for them. And when this all does come to an end, those lanes have got their own exit ramps, and they will experience go to a place, go to a space, go to an environment that supports them even more, to give them more time, whatever they need, to give them the play out of the narratives that they're heavily invested in. And it's all designed to support. As much as we really are watching a show in many ways, but it is designed to support our our moving forward, our, our becoming whole, And ending this in the right way.
1: This is off topic, but I'm just hoping you can answer this for me. In your opinion, why is each person's NDE tailor made for them? And they're all different and sometimes they're even conflicting.
0: Some of them, I'm sure, would have, if they were, certainly if they were prior to 2011 um the great potential there of being caught up in the the reincarnation situation um very few from from what I understand actually get a glimpse outside or had had have, have done up until at least then but we take our beliefs with us that's the thing that You know, like if you're a Muslim, you're going to see what you need to see. If you're a Christian, you know, people tend to get what you expect in a lot of ways. So we take our stories with us. We take our fears with us. We take our guilt with us. We take all of these things with us at first, you know, until we can go through a process where we can let all that stuff go. So, yeah, it would be tailor-made by us in a lot of ways. Or because you're getting tricked into something. But um that would be my answer to that.
1: I'm gonna switch gears here with you. Are you still interviewing people?
0: Rarely. Like because there's not that many people that can speak on this subject, you know, um, in depth. So if I do come across someone who, who's got something to offer in on this subject then yeah um but not yeah there hasn't been many over the years over the last few years
1: would you say that you're at a point in your life where all that matters is this subject
0: i kind of live and breathe it um because i live my life from that place you know when i Go outside. When I go to the shops, when I get my door, I play with it because it's a game, and I I try to play with it as best I can, and it changes the way I experience it. It doesn't diminish it at all. Um. But it it allows me not to be hurt by it.
1: You know. In what way do you play with it?
0: sometimes by just seeing the ridiculousness of what we do and having and instead of getting frustrated by it by just having a laugh at it like going to a a very cold ugly building to shop for food that's been corporate mass grown to line up in lines and hand over pieces of paper in exchange i mean all of that just seems ridiculous right to me anyway um, And it can get frustrating, but if I play with it like that, it's like, well, this is just how stupid this game is. like I must have taken the wrong door or gone down the wrong passageway in the game and ended up at the supermarket. Um,
1: Do you think to yourself, I can't believe I'm still playing this game?
0: Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. But also it's so intricately entwined with – my and what I what we call energetic and spiritual and psychic experiences that um it's not separate from that you know and because those experiences show me the the game and show me how it works sometimes. So yeah. I mean, it's, it's just how I live and what I do now. After, and I'm not unhappy.
1: <laughs> after watching this podcast, people may want to reach out to you and ask you questions. Should they do that through your website?
0: That's the best place, yeah. I've got a get-in-touch form on the on Um, There's a lot of material on there. That site's been around since 2009, so... There's any number of rabbit holes you can go down on there. (laughs) Um,
1: but yeah, that's the best place. Besides your website and your occasional interviews, do you have anything else going on that you want us to know about?
0: Well, every week I do and what I call an energetic update and all the information for that can be found on the website too. And I do work with individuals, with clients, um, So that's, yeah, anything they want to find, they can find there.
1: What is an energetic update? Like, can you give us an example?
0: Uh, It's whatever I've intuitively sort of picked up over the course of the week, how I feel that's affecting us, where I think it's going. Um, And it's open for people to join live. So once I've shared my bit, we open it up for a conversation and that can go anywhere and they're quite fun. They go for about an hour and a half.
1: Is this like a live YouTube video or something?
0: No, I do it on Zoom. Yeah. I've pulled back from public uh, social media platforms quite a bit. I do post a a 10-minute preview of it up on YouTube.
1: Lisa, before we finish up, can you give us one last positive message?
0: I really would like people to start to feel more positive and hopeful about where we're going and to be able to – not be in fear it may look crazy and it may look a lot crazier than it is now um but if you just stay in your heart stay neutral and stay and stay in that place of this is happening for me and not to me it makes the journey ahead a lot easier and the destination is beautiful
1: so hold on to that lisa thank you for that message Thank you for being my guest. Thank you for having me. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.